Audio. This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with a writer, a musician, many other nouns that I don't even know, an all-around awesome guy, Andreas Trolf. Oh, hi. That's my cue. Yeah, that's your cue. Hi, Joseph. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So in the spirit of podcasting honesty, you uh, brought beer. I did. We're drinking beer. We just started drinking We just started beer. drinking it's beer. It's like a new experience. <laughs> it's a new experience. For you, is drinking beer has to be at least two beers in? Gosh, I don't even know how to answer that. Like, the very <laughs> act of drinking beer constitutes drinking beer no matter how many you've had, okay. right? Like, I'm, like, your first sip, ah, you're drinking beer. But, like, I don't want to frame this and, like, well, these, you know, Joseph and Andreas have had 12 beers apiece. Let's get to the real shit. Right. You know? I've just had a piece of cheese today, and sometimes I'm a lightweight. So I want to let people know why when I start getting really mumbly halfway through the podcast. I had a breakfast burrito. <laughs> you had a breakfast, a breakfast burrito and a beer. breakfast burrito, which is, like, my, that's, I've got a good base layer now. <laughs> So let's fucking do it. Oh, awesome. I'm sorry. Can I cuss? Absolutely. Okay. Please do. Because it's great. It's called obsessed. It seems like people should be able to swear about things they care about. That's my philosophy. Okay. I'm going to try and mitigate like the more extreme stuff. But uh, <laughs> All right. I'm just going to follow my heart. Excellent. Follow your heart to the F-bombs. I think it's a beautiful way to go. <laughs> done, uh, done. And can you tell people a little bit about like who you are and what you do? Yeah. Um, well, as you said, my name is Andreas. I am from New York, but now I live in Los Angeles. I'm a writer, mostly fiction, but uh, the reason I moved here was because I sold this kind of weird TV show to Nickelodeon called Sanjay and Craig. Worked on that for a bunch of years with some people, and uh, I've done shows for Amazon, and um, in in the way we know each other, actually, is a show that's going to be out on Adult Swim next year, and we've been working on that now for uh, the better part of a year. Yeah. Can't get too specific about it for various legal constraints, but um, doing that, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a fiction writer too, and uh, for the purposes of this podcast and otherwise, I am a skateboard guy. <laughs> yeah. So that is, uh, you do a lot of different things too. You're a musician as well, right? Um, yeah. A hobbyist, I'd say. I don't play in bands anymore, but okay. I feel like I've done music uh, for shows I've written. Okay. So I, I, I've played with some other way more talented musicians and, you know, just kind of worked with them. Yeah. Um, but I've been in bands. I would not, I mean, despite your assertion, I wouldn't call myself a musician. Okay. But uh, I do play music. And much like the beer drinking thing, like, as soon as you're playing music, <laughs> I guess you're a musician. Right? They, as soon as you drink beer and pick up a trombone, yeah. you're a beer and drinking musician. They call that a callback in the show business. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to make sure that people got the picture of the fact that you do do lots of things, that you are a renaissance man, a renaissance person. I prefer dilettante. A dilettante. I, I, do you like Man About Town? What's What's Man About Town? I did. Oh, as, as, a, as a referring to myself. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, well, a, a, a bon vivant. A bon vivant. Yeah, and a dilettante. Yes. Uh, like, renaissance the more French vivant. we can get in there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, honestly, whatever you want to do. Okay, <laughs> cool. Yes. Well, I wanted to share that sort of picture because yeah. that was one of the things that eccentric was... gadabout. Eccentric gadabout. I'm all about that. No, Sorry. it was one of the things that was delightful in uh, meeting you this summer when we worked on that show. Mm-hmm. Is uh, that just through casual conversation, little get to know you stuff, and just talking about the show, you were one of those people who had that like. Um, I don't know, like a choose-your-own-adventure of little conversational things where you'd be like, oh, yeah, well, when I was in New York doing blah, 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 or 
yeah, I got this tattoo, or yeah, here's where this scar is from, or blah, blah, blah. You, you was just, it, you were definitely a picture of one of those people like, this person is doing something interesting now, and has already sounded like they've lived three or four interesting <laughs> lives. Well, I'll take that as a compliment. It is. But uh, before we go on, I should note that... Um, to any listeners that might be interested, Joseph and I are like holding extended eye contact <laughs> while we're doing this. And I wasn't prepared for that. And I don't mind it. I don't mind holding another man's gaze. Yeah. Like I really don't. I yeah. just, I wasn't prepared for it. Yeah. And I'm going to go with it. Yeah. Oh, no, so, I understand. I can, I can look away every once in a while. Oh, no, don't. Like. No, no. I mean, yeah. every once in a while, like to, like to the extent that you should. Yeah. Maybe like just. I got oh, a timer. I got a beer. I got right. plenty of other things okay. I can look at. I but got some notes. This is where we're sitting quite like <laughs> directly across from one another and like just holding each other's gaze. It's then, really weird too. Yeah. And fine. I got these pop screens that uh, you're doing great with the pop screen. Sometimes people get really bothered because it does look a little like you're like kind of a, a Sith Lord, Darth Vader type where you have like a mask in front of you and it's just people's eyes. And sometimes people are not. I didn't feel with that. that at all. <laughs> <laughs> thought it was part of the microphone setup. Didn't put any like the Jedi Sith connotations on there. I put Jedi but, connotations on most things. But. I know. Anyway, let's and I get, appreciate that. Back, back to me. Yeah, back to you. Let's get into your obsession. Your obsession is skateboarding. Yeah. And you said you are a skateboarder. So, I, just, I, yeah, the Gerund, like the 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 noun turned verb, right? Okay, like, yeah. Like skateboard. That's that is what you are. Yeah, it is. Okay. Out of all the things that you've done, is it your primary thing? Is it what you feel like is the biggest part of your identity i go back and forth with that like i'm i'm an over-the-hill skateboarder who's had to develop other sort of avenues of expression like due to injury and age and all that stuff but uh it it competes with with writer okay for how i describe myself for sure but like skateboarding is something i've done since i was 11 years old and in many ways i think it is in all the ways that count all the really formative avenues right like it's all it's how i look at the world Okay. It's been the most informative thing about it. It has informed me more than almost anything else. Okay. So I want to just start at 11 years old. How did you start? When did you first pick up a skateboard and why? This is a story, honestly, that every per, every person that's a skateboarder that's roughly my age, like yeah. from like 30s through their 40s, like shares in common which okay. is we all saw back to the future and went what the fuck really yeah everybody like the i mean i was like nine years old that movie comes out and marty mcfly has a volterra and okay. that is not a reputable skateboard brand is the thing about that they carried at toys r us i mean to this day it's still in several like sort of like middle market toy stores i imagine yeah but like the marty mcfly model you could get at your local toys r us and it was a this volterra board that came complete for like $49, with, I mean, complete, like the parlance, right, of skateboarding, yeah. a board with trucks and wheels attached, like everything you need to skate, right? Okay. That's what you call a complete. Do, do fancy skateboards come piece by piece? Yeah, they come in parts. It's sort of like putting together like a custom car or like, uh, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what anyone else customized, like a motorcycle. You want that wheel, that, like yeah, a, I mean, I think like skate- a drum kit can be like that. Yeah, right? exactly. Like you put in all your own accessories. I mean, you can yeah. hot rod anything mm, essentially, yeah. but a skateboard, okay. you pick the deck you want, the trucks, and these are all different brands and you kind of choose those based on what you're using them for, but also, and more primarily to a lot of people, like the image of the brand. Okay. Which is yeah. a, a weird thing to, to, to lead with. But like, yeah. anyhow, so a complete, like it's a lot of people around my age had this as their first board and you get it at the Toys R Us. My mom got it for me for Christmas in like 1986 okay. or 85. And like, it's honestly all I've ever wanted to do since. 
Did you immediately try to emulate Marty's moves? Did you try to ride it's, the back of a car on a skateboard? That it, not immediately, because <laughs> like honestly, like it's a nine-year-old kid. It, it, it's goddamn frightening. You yeah, know? like you see these speeding cars coming by, and like you don't know. It's called skitching, incidentally, and like skitching, the, skitching. Yeah, okay. And uh, the like, I just didn't even know how to begin. So I mean, clearly, like you don't have like the. The, the the faculties at first like yeah. the skateboard like that's a a learned thing it becomes like a muscle memory okay right like the that keeping your balance and like to this day I, I'd say I'm more at ease like skating down the street than I than I am walking okay wow but like it's it's not the first thing you think of is to jump on the back of like Biff Tannen's 1955 <laughs> Pontiac yeah. right like that's not your you just, first like you just want to stand on the thing you just want to successfully locomote just like actually move down the street yeah. Okay, so did you, when you got it, and you have the natural fear that a human would have, and you're just <laughs> trying to get down the sidewalk, how quickly did it become an expression of, uh, for lack of a better term, being cool? Oh, man, that's that's a tough thing, because like wanting to be cool, and then recognizing that you want to be cool are two different things, yeah. right? Like, so, I mean, I'd probably be lying if I said, like, at 13 like i didn't want to look like a fucking badass for chicks like yeah. cruising down the street <laughs> but also like you don't recognize what your motivation is at 13 yeah right like you couldn't like you couldn't intellectualize it right like so maybe until i was like in my late 20s i wouldn't have been able to like talk about it in those terms yeah it um but also it bears mentioning that at that time like skateboarding goes through like these roughly like 10 year peaks and troughs of popularity. Okay. And when I started skateboarding, like skateboarding was essentially for the next eight or nine years was in the gutter. Oh, really? Like uh, the most often used term I heard about skateboarders was skater fag. And I'm sorry, like that's a, that's a shitty word, you know, and I'm sorry to say it, but just in there it is like anthropologically, there it is. Like I was a skater fag. Yeah. You know, and like you wear weird clothes and you have a, a Tony Hawk haircut and you like and you were getting the shit beaten out of you by jocks. And it's not about popularity. It absolutely was never about that skateboarding more to the point. Like when I started getting into it and you get your like your real first board. Yeah. Like the one you go to the skate shop and you say, I want that board. I want those trucks and those wheels. Right. Yeah. You do it not for any type of popularity. You do it because you're like in some way, even if it's subconscious, you're eschewing that. Like you're not on the football team. You're not popular with girls you yeah. like this is the catch-all for everyone that didn't fit anywhere else okay like skateboarding is like this weird sort of like sluicing through yeah like catch-all where like the misfits especially in the late 80s that's where they went yeah and okay this is this is good because i am uh, being broken of my bias all right. because i think this is where i'm coming from with the like cool stuff mm-hmm. is I was not super physically, uh, uh, I wasn't good at moving my body in any sort of coordinated way. Uh, and I feel like I was lower than the skateboarders on a cool level. But I mean, what like, year are you like, thinking? Like, because again, we're around like, the same age. This is like peaks and valleys, right? Yeah. Like skateboarding in the, like the sort of, like there was like that 1984, like just, it ju- had just peaked right before I got into it. Yeah. And skateboarders were like kind of cool, but only in Southern California. Yeah. Meanwhile, in New York in 1989, 1990, we were the outcasts. We were like absolute pariahs. Okay. And this might be a regional but thing too. It, but the, where I was growing up in Minneapolis, 
it was like there were jocks there were cool people i grew up in kind of a rough area so then there were people like that guy has maybe actually killed a guy so he even has one up on the jocks oh, in the hierarchy of things murder is like way up yeah there. way up there he and then like a skateboarder was like yeah you're not a jock but you're mysterious cool you're wounded and damaged and then i was like i like star trek like there was yeah. nothing wounded or damaged it was just wrong and the only way that i could be cool was maybe i would get a laugh or people would see that i could draw pictures right. you know well or that so i always thought of the skateboarders as at least they're a different kind of cool than the jocks but they're cool yeah uh, i mean it I, might be a regional thing I, no I, I i i'd say that's totally fair i just think it like it, it is time and place specific yeah right like skateboarding when i got into it as opposed to like today, like you see kids today or especially like skateboarding is still like kind of the wave has crested a little bit for okay. this cycle. Yeah. Because in like 2001, like it was popular as shit, you know, like people yeah. were making money hand over fist doing it. Like I, you know, like I, I was a sponsored skateboarder for years, like getting to live. I mean, albeit like live in like abject poverty, but like I didn't have to have a job really aside from skateboarding. Wow. Which is great. But like now as as compared to, uh, as opposed to when I started skateboarding, like popularity wasn't even on the radar. It wasn't okay. a thing that you imagined you might get even as a side effect from skateboarding. Okay. But people nowadays like... Nowadays, what like ninety year old asshole. Back in my day, but it, um, but that's that also speaks to skateboarding. Like it's a very youth oriented thing, and you're quickly over the hill. It and has to be right because yeah. you're my bones. They're so brittle. Just, <laughs> I understand. But people can start skateboarding now, and it will make them popular. Yeah, so that, now they can start part and parcel with you know? the goal of that. All right, so I want to talk a little bit about your your time as a pro, but before that, I, I want to go not, back I was to... Never, I was never a professional, I, I should say that okay. loud and clear. But uh, you made money. It was a sponsored amateur, what a they call sponsored it. A like amateur. a company will give you free products and like kind of take you around okay. on skateboard trips, essentially. All right. The that... pro means having your name on a board. Okay, and you did not... Or, or a deck? Uh, yeah, a deck, as you... Okay. Yeah, in the parlance of the time. <laughs> I want to go back to the, the youth then, because I, I, yeah. it's good to clear up my... My bias sure so for where you were it was not a a way to have people go look at that cool skateboarder with the skateboarding down the street so what kept you doing it what what hooked you as a kid was it the sense of movement was it like in a couple more weeks i'll be just like marty mcfly what made you keep doing it if people were mocking you for i it? think you're hitting on something with the sense of movement because yeah. like uh skateboarding i mean it's tough to define like and it's even harder to intellectualize it's it's a tough thing to talk about without talking about it as this purely physical thing that is an expression or an act of joy. Okay. Right? Like, pushing down the street, it's not, not for transportation's sake. Yeah. For the sake of joy. Like, I don't think anything else, barring things that are in that same league, such as, like, surfing or snowboarding even, for that matter. Like, yeah. you get, it's it's a pure sense of joy. Okay. Right? Like, and... um it takes you a while to get that. But uh, yeah, it's a nascent thing. Like when you first start and you don't have like any sort of skill level, like you're just trying it, but something inside you that is maybe really tough to describe that I, I wouldn't know how to describe. Like something inside you tells you, ah, there's something to this thing. Yeah. There's something like that I'm feeling in my guts when I'm rolling down the street. I'd like to explore that further. Okay. And like the bullying and, you know, the name calling that that's the price you paid. Right. You know, like, cool, these goombas are coming. I'm sorry if that's a slur, but that's what they were in New York. Like, they'd yeah. come after you and beat you with baseball bats. 
For skateboarding. For skateboarding, yeah. Why did they think skateboarding was so dumb? Uh, Did they hate Back to the Future? Why do bullies bully anyone? Because you're doing something different. Yeah, like that's why. Yeah, all uh, right. Because we listened to punk rock and had stupid haircuts and, you know, like had torn up pants, you know. Yeah. Why why any, like that looks dumb, get them, you know. Yeah. Did you make a conscious effort to to do any of the things that you perceived came packaged with being a skateboarder? So you like it for this intrinsic feeling in your gut that's hard to even verbalize. But then you're like, are you like, this is what skateboarders wear. This is what skateboarders listen to. And I'm going to go out and do those things. That's a huge part of it because skateboarding isn't just the act of skating. Yeah. It's the life of skateboarding. Like you're, it's your life. I hate, I hesitate to use the word lifestyle. Yeah. But that really sums it up. Yeah. Like, you want to not just skateboard, but you want to be a skateboarder. And, like, again, like, by just the very act of skateboarding, you're a skateboarder, right? Yeah. But, like, more correctly, I think, being a skateboarder involves a lot more than skateboarding. Okay. Like, it's it, it, it kind of clues you in at a very formative age to music and art and travel and different people and exploration yeah. and all this shit. But... All the stuff that comes with the territory, like the dressing a certain way, the adopting of certain sort of slang, like you're in like at 12, at 13, yeah. like, like you couldn't parse that into like sort of these discrete things of, uh, of meaning, discrete, discrete units of meaning. Yeah. Instead, you just say, holy shit, this is a whole thing. <laughs> I'm learning about myself as a little kid about like, I'm, I'm just now separating from you know my home right yeah. like I'm, I'm going out of the world and like maybe every day i'm exploring a block further you know like go one subway stop further or wherever you know yeah and it gives you a certain sense of autonomy but in that autonomy what's mixed up with that i think is like wanting to belong yeah and you want to belong to this tribe of skateboarders very it's very like the tribalism of that is huge and so you see, like, you get these shoes. That's the first one. You need to have these shoes to skate. So there's an element of practicality to that. Oh, yeah. Like, shoes that are made for skateboarding, even though, yeah. like, thr- I mean, look, I wear, like, Chuck Taylors, right? Like, yeah. Or, like, like a lot of skateboarders in the 80s wore, like, Air Jordans, you know, but there's always Vans. That was always the staple. Or okay. Airwalks, you know, like, these are the ones that are manufactured, they're, 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 they're utilitarian. You yeah. Know? And then you get, like pair of levi's you know like the toughest you can fall down on them right you know and but then you get that haircut because that skateboarder you admire has that haircut you get that wallet chain because matt hensley has that wallet chain right and there's not and practical that's it's, no absolutely but then it, it becomes an exercise in like yeah in aesthetics like it's always like i mean and i think anything that really consumes you it becomes a mix of the practical and the pragmatic versus the purely aesthetic yeah and you've got to kind of marry that somehow yeah so where in this whole process, like now, now you're getting to, uh, you got practical things, you got aesthetic things. Where does like doing tricks start to come into the culture? I mean that like, fuck tricks are the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Right? Like to a kid, <laughs> like now I think like, what's the coolest thing in skateboarding? And it is absolutely just like being in a backyard pool and slashing the coping like Tony Alva did in 1978, you know? Like, doing what? Slashing oh, the lip? Like grinding the lip of a pool, oh, grinding yeah. the top of a pool with the trucks of your board. Yeah. Like I'm thinking in terms of now as a mature adult, I yeah. think of it in terms of style. Yeah. Right? And like style, making something super difficult look super casual. Like yeah. that's amazing. But tricks and style don't necessarily always overlap. In like the best case scenario, they totally overlap. But, like, tricks, like, you see this person you admire on a skateboard, and that person does such and such a trick, you know? Yeah. Like, whether it's, like, when I started, like, it's Tommy Guerrero 
going off a jump ramp, you know, tucking his knees all cool. And yeah. like, I want to do that. But like, again, I don't have the wherewithal necessarily. The skills are always like they're like in distant seconds, like developing, like say you want to be a writer, right. you know, your tastes will always at first outpace your skill. Yeah. Like at least like you're enjoying the right things and you can't, you aspire to those. Right. And so you're constantly like, you're going up this like long ass climb to acquire these skills and what it's all about is not the pursuit of this trick it's about acquiring a fluency with it that will allow you to do that but i don't you don't know as a kid you all i know is that i wanted to backside lip slide a bench like matt hensley did it while wearing (laughs) doc martens or i was thinking like oh steve caballero is board sliding this long curb but he's tucking down and tucking his knee and he's wearing suspenders yeah and like he touches the curb and it's fucking cool as shit yeah i just want to do that yeah, I can relate to that. Uh, I remember hearing like the opening drum beat to uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And yeah. that's like, the, my, for me, the strongest ever. Like, that feels cool. I can't articulate it. And I want mm-hmm. to do that someday. And my dad was a drummer. And he's like, oh, I can teach cool. you that. You know, it, so I totally understand that. Just sort of like seeing or feeling or hearing something mm-hmm. and just want to like, I want to be that because it yeah. feels amazing. So I want to see if I can somehow instead of just experiencing that feeling, be or create that feeling. Right. Yeah. right. I mean, and that's the more mature way of looking at it even, right? It's like, it's not about doing the trick or hitting that little that that little drum break, right? Yeah. What it's about is like developing that fluency and that like, that sort of feeling of sort of innate comfortability with the, the medium. Yeah. That you can do that. Yeah. Right. It's again, it's stupid journey, not destination type crap, like really like <laughs> elementary pedestrian shit. But like doing tricks, tricks are cool, man. Yeah. Like jumping down a set of stairs, playing a guitar solo that you heard, you know, like <laughs> fuck it. It's yeah. cool. It's, yeah. There's like, it's inherently like insanely cool, regardless of whether you're getting girls or people aren't beating up on you anymore, you know, like right. that, that thing, like do it, like performing. Right, yeah. that performative aspect, and like even if you're just doing it for yourself, like shit, it feels great. Yeah, like you just know you nailed that. Thing. Yeah, that's yeah. a wonderful feeling. Man, yeah. you chase that your whole life. Yeah. So, uh, you have tattoos. I do. Are tattoos a part of skateboard culture? That's a that's a I don't know. That's a tough question to answer. I think. Um, yeah. Tattoos and skateboarding are not intrinsically linked in any okay. way. Uh, skateboarders are tattooed, just like people of all walks of life. Yeah. Um, I remember getting my first tattoo at like 16 or 17. Okay. And it was uh, um, from a skateboard comic strip Okay. that this guy Andy Jenkins did. And Andy Jenkins is a great skateboard artist, like or artist in general. Not, okay. I don't want to pigeonhole him, like ghettoize yeah. him as skateboard art. But uh, And I thought it was so cool, and I got it. Uh, because I'd seen other skateboarders with tattoos, yeah. but also like I grew up at the tail end of the New York hardcore era. Okay. So I was going to shows all the time, even as a little kid. And I was like this little Grom getting like tossed around and beaten up. And I thought like, ah, oh, this is for me. All <laughs> like, oh, this music, all oh, these guys are beating my ass. And like, yeah. you're just there getting tossed and like people are tough or cool or whatever. And you just like aspire to that. Even yeah. though you can't, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily be able to explain in any meaningful way why. Yeah. Right. And so, like, I got a tattoo, and then I got another one, and I got a skateboard graphic tattoo. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just I wouldn't conflate the two. Or okay. Com- I just no. It's just even though I have like 
skateboard tattoos okay i have just as many like band tattoos or joke tattoos you know like i'm sorry i just have to ask what a joke tattoo is i'm fascinated by tattoos that's part of the reason i ask because i've always wanted one and i have never made the commitment so i I get obsessive about them i yeah i mean i i tattoos are a weird thing right like because everyone has them now and like i think they're great i think like i i like having them i don't give a shit you know it doesn't i i don't need to cover them up for my job which is yeah. nice i don't care I, I definitely look fucking cool <laughs> you do but uh like i don't know man tattoos are their own thing it's another but all the, i will say this the the way they overlap is it's a mode of expression okay right and, and like now the way everyone who's cool is a skateboarder has a skateboard or like these models wear thrasher shirts or assholes go down to the venice park yeah and you know like it's fucking stupid the way it's kind of commodified and exploited and like sold back to you in this regurgitated piece of shit form yeah like tattoos too you know okay. like you oh fucking cool david beckham has a throat tattoo like i don't <laughs> i should say i don't have throat tattoos and i don't have anything against david beckham that's just what came to mind yeah but understandable yeah, yeah understandable it's, the commodification of things that in in your lifetime were a little bit more uh sincere authentic they yeah just i mean were what I, they I were think or not. the authenticity thing is cool and all but it's also a trap you know yeah. like that like i did it before it was cool like that sort right. of thing and i get it but you're you're it's also true like people got tattoos at a certain time much for the same reason that they started skateboarding is because like you don't want to be mainstream you don't want to be cool you you're 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 setting up this demarcation point between you and the squares yeah and it's it's it, i'd be lying if i said it wasn't like part of the appeal was not being a middle finger to people Okay. It is like skateboarding is a fucking middle finger. Yeah, and it should be. Okay, so yeah. it, so the punk rock like connection is is very much there. Is that oh, a part of the world of skateboarding? Huge, okay. hugely. I mean, maybe not so much anymore, but in the eighties and like my era, like like my I, I'd say I, I like if I had to sort of put a put a circle around it, like my era of skateboarding, you know, like I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. But uh <laughs> it was like the mid nineties to the mid two thousands. Like that's okay. when I was like fucking invested and doing it every day. I mean I still skate like three times a week. Yeah. But like my era was like for some reason that was the hip hop era of skateboarding. And, okay. But before that, like when I got into it, like everything I really loved about it and like the music I heard back then, like that in, in, informed my choices in music and my taste in music later on. And the ethos of it, like was the punk rock and zine culture. Yeah. Like DIY punk rock, like people who are like not necessarily super talented. Yeah. I mean, that's the punk rock screed, right? Like you may not know how to play your instruments, but you're trying to say something. Yeah. You know, and that's what a zine is. And that's what you're doing on a skateboard. Like you, and especially when you're starting off, like you may not know what you're doing, but you're trying, you're getting out there and like attempting to navigate this world. Fuck it. Just grab it and go. Yeah. You, like, yeah. You don't need to figure pass it out. Like I don't these need these tests in order to do these things. I mean, well, that's the beauty of skateboarding is not quantifiable in the sense of like a sport, right? Yeah. Like you're not hitting a home run and your coach is telling you to clean up your form. You know, you are... By the very act, again, like the very act of being on a skateboard, you're doing it. That's its yeah. own best expression. Baseball, like you can play catch with your dad in the backyard all day long. You're not playing baseball. Right. Skateboarding, like you have a skateboard under your feet. That's the act. Okay. Then you have skateboarded. And you have done it. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So how old were you when you were, uh, so you weren't pro. What is the term you were using? Uh, just sponsored amateur. Sponsored amateur. So what does that mean? And how old were you when you were doing that? Oh man, it was... I don't know, like a relatively brief period for me. Uh, 
I was, you know, like that's the thing. Like when you get up to a certain skill level in skateboarding, mm-hmm. you start to think like, oh, being sponsored is cool. Like, cause pro skaters are cool. How do I be more like them? Yeah. And so like the step below being a pro skateboarder is being a sponsored amateur. That's having a company essentially give you free products to okay. promote them. And like, I was like remarkably lucky, like knowing a lot of people and skating a lot and like people would give me skateboards or take me on trips. Okay. And this was in my late teens, like through mid twenties. Okay. And that just like, it, it kind of frees you from the burden of buying your own stuff, you know, and like spending your own gas money a little bit maybe, but essentially like you're going to skateboard one way or another. This just makes it a little easier. Like if you're out there breaking boards all the time by jumping off buildings and stuff, yeah, like you have a new one, you have to pay 50 (laughs) bucks to get it, you know? Yeah. And now you're going to get a sponsored one. It's kind of cool that you broke this branded skateboard. Well, I mean, it's it's not any cooler that you break a branded one. It's, <laughs> it's just that this company that hopefully like you're simpatico with, right? Yeah. Like they they say like, oh, this this kid here, he's out there, he's gonna he's good at skateboarding, you know? Like let's give him some stuff. Okay. And so it's just like it's one less concern. Like if you're out there scrounging in the bottom of the barrel at the end of the week for groceries, yeah, and your board breaks, like you're up shit creek, you're screwed, you know? like, yeah, yeah, and. I don't know, like being lucky enough to get a free board or a free pair of shoes or like if you're in the extreme case, like a a, a, a plane ticket to Spain, you know, like yeah. what, like that's all like a wonderful thing. And it's stuff you would, I'd like to think, do anyway. Yeah. It just makes it a little easier. Yeah. All right. So I need help with understanding the utter basics of this. So I get that they're giving you free stuff. But when mm-hmm. you say, you say you're you, through teens, late teens through 20s. So let's say you're 20. Mm-hmm. When you say you're skateboarding. What are you doing? Are you just like going around the neighborhood? Are you going? Oh. Are there competitions? Are there meets? Oh. Where where I mean, are you skateboarding? Contests are a weird thing in skateboarding because a lot of people are contest skaters, and yeah. like that is a like a cool thing if that's your thing. Yeah, but also like the more uh, pervasive form of like skateboarding, like the skateboard industry consists in like making videos and getting okay. a photo in magazines. Okay. So if you're out there, like, as a sponsored skateboarder, and, like, I have so many friends that have been way more successful in skateboarding than I I was small fry. Okay. I was just, like, loved skateboarding and was lucky enough to have some people, like, believe in me and give me some skateboards, right? But, like, what you're doing is you're filming for a skateboard video to promote Uh, these products. Or you get your photo in a magazine, but you... you, It's it's like a NASCAR racer, essentially. You know, like, you win the race, and Tide suddenly has a boost in sales. Yeah, but there's not a race. It's just... You're but just existing. Well, but that's the thing, again, about, like, having a favorite pro skater, yeah. right? Or, like, you're liking the style of this person. And, and like, a little kid says, oh, that guy has that wallet chain, again, you yeah. know, or that haircut, or rides that brand of boards, or wears those shoes. Like, cool, this guy's great. I relate to this guy. I'm going to get that. Or girl, for that yeah. matter. Like, which is more prevalent now, which is great. But um, you see that person endorsing yeah. these products, and you want those. As a kid, you say, like, that's that's my aesthetic. Yeah. And I'm going to get those products. Yeah. And that part all makes sense to me. But what the part that's weird to me, or maybe I'm just, me and my beer, or maybe just being dumb, <laughs> is you you weren't doing, like, any one specific thing, though. Like, you weren't in contests. You I weren't was. doing demonstrations. Okay. I did contests and demos and had my picture in magazines and stuff. Okay, and- cool. That's what I was trying to understand. Because otherwise yeah. it was sort of like... It's almost like just getting the uh, the special features of a movie without actually seeing the movie. I was right. trying to understand, like, yeah. what is the thing that but, the mean, skateboarder what, is doing? So, like, yeah, you're, uh, but also like the the like the most basic act is just being out there skating and people see you. 
And then there's and this like, even, like, like say, rumor, like, on the streets of, like, hey, in New York, there's this cool dude. No, not, it's not not even anything as sort of, like, sort of back channel as that. What yeah. it is is, like, if you're out at a spot skateboarding, you're a little kid. Yeah. And you see, a, a, like, a person that's just killing it, whose style and, like, tricks and just aesthetic you're into. Yeah. It's like, oh, those shoes look cool. Yeah. Right? It's it's a promotional thing for and the company. And they pick up a magazine, maybe then they see that person yeah. in the magazine. But even it's but it's more direct, right? Like skateboarding like it exists in the moment in doing it. Okay. Like and it, it like you can look at a magazine and get the gist of it. You can see a video and get even closer, but like nothing compares to like being there in the moment and like doing it and seeing it. Like and if yeah. you're a kid at a spot and you see some person whom you like relate to aesthetically or by their trick selection or what have you you're gonna say like i I don't know maybe that guy's sponsored sure but like he sure has cool pants right like maybe i'll get those (laughs) pants right yeah maybe those are the best pants to skateboard in who knows cool so how do you feel about it as a sport because i feel like my a lot of like my cultural knowledge and baggage of it is as a competition that you know you, you flip through the channel and you maybe you'll see it nowadays on like an ESPN yeah. channel and uh, like also just like skateboarding could aliens could land and think skateboarding is a thing that Tony Hawk does in video games and that's <laughs> fucking it. Yeah. So, so much of it, I think filters through sports. How do you feel about that? It's a weird thing. Cause that's a, a big conversation in skateboarding. Like for the past 20 years, it's been a conversation. Yeah. Like, and you say Tony Hawk, right? Like yeah. everybody knows Tony Hawk. That guy's great. Like he's everybody's first favorite skater. Like everybody that doesn't skate knows who Tony Hawk is. Yeah. He's the Tiger Woods of skating. Yeah. Like the, if you don't know anything else, you know that name, but it's, and like, sure. He's won a lot of contests and like, he's the most famous pro that's ever lived. And yeah. That's wonderful. And like, dude rides for like bagel bites and mini cars. Like he's sponsored by Cooper mini and that's fucking wonderful. Cause <laughs> yeah. he's so rad. But, um, contests, like this is something maybe I, I alluded at, alluded to earlier, which is that, um, it's the quantifiable aspect of it. Yeah. And like it skateboarding inherently is like not supposed to be quantifiable. I don't, okay. I don't think, but this is the debate within skateboarding, right? Like, cause it's going to the Olympics 2020. It's in, it's in, Oh, it's in. And, wow. Uh, like they're going to have a hell of a time drug testing people. Cause <laughs> seriously, who's going to like, nobody has performance enhancing drugs in skate. It's always performance de-enhancing, unenhancing, <laughs> but performance relaxing. Yeah. My performance is super relaxed. Cause I'm fucking high <laughs> on, on pot, but no, like, they, like, that was the whole thing with snowboarding, right? When, like, Sean White won a million gold medals. Yeah. Like, oh, he was on the weed. You know, like, that's what skateboarding is going to be like. And it's going to be Nike buying the podium because all their team riders are the ones winning the contest, the big contest. That's Street League. Okay. Like, which is how you get into the Olympics, even. You win Street League. And uh, But, it, again, I don't want to sit here and have my, like, air my political agenda laundry all over this place with skateboarding because I don't believe it should be in the Olympics. But it's going to be one way or another, so yeah. people better get on board with it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but again, it's the to me personally, skateboarding is not quantifiable. It's okay. only qualifiable. Like you, you, it's quality. It's the enjoyment. It's the style. It's the aesthetic. It's all that stuff. And like to put to have an algorithm that calculates a score. Yeah. Because fucking Paul Rodriguez did a switch hard flip versus Shane O'Neill who did a nollie backside heel like he said, <laughs> they're they're both cool in their own way right I, well maybe but they're also like it, to put a, a point value assign a point value to that is, yeah 
is in many ways the antithesis of skateboarding. It's just weird. But, I mean, people have been doing that for years. People judge skateboard contests all the fucking time. Yeah. And there's lots of skateboard contests that are widely respected, like the Tampa Pro Contest. That's a big deal. You know, like, there's a lot of them that, like, are just, they're respected because, but, oh, and here, I should say this, they're respected because they come from skateboarding. Right. They don't attempt to co-opt skateboarding in service of their other things. Okay. And, I mean, I don't know, man. Okay, that makes sense, though, because, yeah, yeah, to take something that is as free-spirited as skateboarding, the way you're describing Mm -hmm. it to me, um, and compare that to something that, like, gymnastics, that's, like, so minutia-based. Yeah. Like, I mean, look, I think if kids, like, start out doing gymnastics and they do it for the joy of it, right? But, like, very quickly they're, like, disabused of that notion that it's for them, yeah it's for winning a meet right like skateboarding is not about winning a meet and although you see like i go skate this bowl in orange county like once a week and there's like little kids that show up that are better than i've ever been in my life (laughs) and their dads are there like come on come on danny like fucking board slide we talked about this get in there get in there mix it up dude i need a feeble fake you around that corner follow it up okay it's it's like it's always been i guess it's a soccer dad mentality right? right like I rebelled against my parents by skateboarding. Right. And I'm sorry if this is, again, like I'm super tangential and I apologize. And no, for you're that. not at all. It's you're like good. a stream of consciousness type of scenario. <laughs> um, like, what are kids going to, how are kids going to rebel against cool skate dad? They're going to be <laughs> fucking nerds. They're going to, like, suddenly, dad, I'm sorry to tell you this, but I want to play football. And yeah. the, the cool dad is like, no! do some fucking accounting, man. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, how do you rebel against a cool dad? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But no, it's um, skateboarding, the contest, that quantifiable aspect of it is, I mean, in a way, it's always been part of skateboarding. Yeah. But all, like, also, it's it's the antithesis of what it really means to skateboard. Well, it seems like the heart of it is maybe what you said about the Olympics of making it not about the person who is skateboarding, but to achieve this goal of getting these numbers oh, for God, this yeah. country... And that seems like, to me, when, when you're talking about it as a, a form of identity, a form of rebellion, that as soon as it becomes a sport, it becomes a little not about the person doing it, or at least an Olympic level. Well, it becomes diluted, uh, I think. Uh, you know, uptight sport. Yeah. Like, uh, a good example is a few months ago, uh, Vans, the shoe company, they put on yeah. a series of bowl contests around the world, which is great because it comes from, I mean, it's part of skateboarding. The Vans yeah. contests are like highly respected contests. And uh, they put one on Shanghai. Cool. And, oh, China has a national skateboard team now. <laughs> and it's a bunch of kids that they took from the gymnastics academies six yeah. months earlier and made them skateboard. Okay. And like, if that's not the antithesis of skateboarding, I don't know what the fuck is. Like, that yeah. is like, like the state telling you, sorry, champ, no more backflips. You better <laughs> fucking do some hard flips. Yeah. And like, it, be it, like Marty McFly right now for your country. Yeah. Because you bring great dishonor. Right. Like, no, I'm sorry. That's, that came off really weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, it, it, it just, it's everything that skateboarding in in one sense isn't. Yeah. But also that achievement, like like really like that athletic aspect of skateboarding. I don't want to discount that because yeah. like Danny Way, who's like a legendary pro skateboarder and noted homophobe, right? Like did a did it air over the Great Wall of China, you mm. know? And that's an athletic achievement most people will never understand or comprehend or be even like they couldn't even touch that. And yeah. it's incredible. And maybe that homophobe remark came out of context. I'm sorry. Well, I, is he a homophobe? Let's, let's not talk about it. But, uh, <laughs> if he's but, a homophobe, I'm more than happy to call him out. Oh, no. Like, we should. But he might beat me up. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, no, there's an athletic aspect My nerds to and it. I like, will protect you. Thank you, Joseph. Uh, like, 
there's something called the mega ramp now. Maybe you've seen it on the X Games. Okay. And like to double back to the Olympics, like that's why the Olympics suddenly want skateboarding in because the X Games suddenly has tons of viewers, right? And the Olympic viewership is dwindling. They're like, oh, what are we doing wrong? We've got these kids jumping through the air. Let's get that, right? Yeah. But the X Games, they kind of pioneered this thing called the mega ramp. And the mega ramp is a 50 foot tall bank ramp that leads you to a 60 foot jump. Okay. With a 25 foot quarter pipe on the end to kind of catch you and throw you in the air and like that's some these like i would never like discount the sheer amount of the sheer athleticism involved in that like because i I couldn't do it like not even close but not even in your prime uh, no i mean maybe i don't know like but you weren't training for that kind of thing yeah well that's the thing like they're training for it like these guys are stuntmen and athletes it's again like it's an order of magnitude removed from the act of pushing down the street and maybe like ollieing over a manhole yeah yeah. So what is skateboarding to you now? You're still going three times a week, do you say? As often as possible. As yeah. often as possible. It's never, It's. it sounds like it was never to you like being in a band where you're like, maybe we'll make it big and maybe this will be my job. It sounds like as you never truly chased it is. No, I'd be lying I if be I said. Tony Hawk. I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to be pro and have my name on a board. Okay. Like every kid at a certain level of skateboarding wants that. Okay. But... I think as you get a little older, you kind of like let that slip to the way by the wayside yeah. because you realize it might not happen. Like skateboarding is one of those things where you will happily ruin your life for it. Okay. Like I'm serious. Yeah. You will fucking throw everything else out the window. Like jobs, relationships, anything. And you feel like you've thrown all those things oh, out yeah. at any, one point any or another? skateboarder that's been in it okay. for long enough has thrown away those things because skateboarding is more important. Okay. And whether that is for because you're chasing whatever, whatever intangible uh, dream it may be. The feeling broke, or the dream. Or you just want to skate, right? Like, yeah. It, like, I, you know, like, the reason I'm not a brain surgeon is because I chose to be a skateboarder, right? Like, yeah. what, and what I'm saying with that is, I, I, like, I'd rather go, I rather would go skateboarding than yeah. sort of, like, it's a very immediate thing, right? Yeah. Like, it's a short, uh, uh, it, it, it's that instant gratification of skateboarding. Like, okay. although, like, I mean, which which fits into a broader context of, like, yes, there's delayed gratification because you're learning and you're building your skills. But the thing is, when you specialize in anything, you do so to the exclusion of a whole yeah. bunch of other stuff. Like, you can't specialize in everything, which is, like, I, I, I don't know if you noticed. I kind of blanched a little bit, like, when you said earlier about me, like, you're a musician, you do this, you all that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be all those things. Okay. I really don't. Like, I, I like playing guitar. I like riding motorcycles, you yeah. know, like, but I'm a writer who skates. Okay. Like, that's it for me, you know? And like, so when you're, ch- I think when you're chasing something, you do so to the exclusion of a lot of things. And when you're, as a lot of skateboarders are, you're like, you're emotionally immature. You're like, you're not ready to like, you're, you have this protracted adolescence and you say like, I'm sorry, girlfriend, I'm going to China for a month yeah. and <laughs> I'm, I'm just going. Or like, sorry, school, I'm out of here because I heard about this handrail in Alabama that I really need to skate. <laughs> and, and that's true. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. Like, nobody drives to Alabama to skate a handrail. But um, that's not far off the mark. Like, you, you like, shed these things. Okay. And you have to. And so what it means to me now is I think what it's, in a way, what it's always meant is, like, it's, it's this this joy this this expression of joy that comes from navigating and repurposing the environment around you oh okay like it's this joy in movement but also a joy in navigation 
Because the way you get from point A to B, what I mean to say is like getting from point A to point B is not the is not the thing. The thing yeah. is how you get there. Right. And in skateboarding, there's an infinite number of routes you can take. Like you do this trick here, you turn here, whatever, however you want to do it. And that depends on your aesthetic choices, your style, your skill level, whatever. But it's still about seeing an obstacle in front of you. And at best, maybe that obstacle is like the whole city and how you cruise <laughs> around it. Seriously. Yeah. But uh, what I get out of it is the joy of like of movement and okay. the joy of like some muscle memory, like some synapses firing, you know, and then this insane release of dopamine when a tri- when you do a trick and you roll away from it. Like I still get that to this day. When you just like land it perfectly. Yeah. Or even not perfectly. Yeah. Maybe that's better. You know, when you sketch out of it and you barely hang in there. You <laughs> surf it out and like, you're doing your best just to hang in there. Like, that makes sense to me because that to me has a little bit of this sort of a roguish quality that I think, and I mean it is a compliment from my perspective, that that is a part of skateboarding. Like it's got a little bit of that, uh, I don't know, almost like a Harrison Ford vibe where it's like, <laughs> You know, he's this cool roguish guy who's trying to do dangerous things and he pulls it off, but just but not but he gets a little bruised yeah. on the way. Yeah. And like that to me seems like what is cool from the outside about yeah. skateboarding. I mean, those have always been my favorite skateboarders is the people where you think like maybe they're not gonna die. <laughs> like I mentioned this dude Shane O'Neill earlier, and he's an immensely gratifying skateboarder to watch. Yeah. But he no one's ever accused him of having great style. Like the guy's robotic. Yeah. And he does like when he skates it's um it's with this robotic precision like where his feet are perfect his hands are everything about it is perfect yeah and like that maybe doesn't appeal to someone like me because i'd rather see someone like like just barely escape ruin yeah i would much rather see that you want some conflict and drama in your skateboard oh yeah man that's the narrative aspect of it all right like but um, yeah yeah i just i i like well i mean that's something else inherent to skateboarding that's not inherent in playing a pickup game of softball right yeah you are putting your your like your health and well-being at risk every single time yeah and i've been like catastrophically hurt skateboarding and that's like that's paying the piper but also like when you escape that when you just like you whistle past the graveyard on (laughs) something and you just you get away with it like that is an insanely cool feeling We're going to move on to our how obsessed are you questions. So these are Ooh. questions that I ask everybody, uh, different variations of them over all the episodes of this podcast. Do you think about skateboarding every day? Oh, yeah. Like multiple times a day. I, I honestly, I dream about it. Okay. So you that dreaming about it makes a lot of sense since it's sort of uh, movement based. Yeah, it's right? visceral, right? Like you, like the effects of gravity. Like you dream about the movement you make. Oh, like, like you dream about like being in the air? I dream about like pushing. I dream about being in the air. Like I, I, I just dream about a trick I've been working on. Okay. But like not a night goes by where I don't have some like feeling when I wake up that like, oh, I went to uh, dream about like I, yeah. every day. Yeah. Do you dream ever about getting injured? <laughs> it's a weird one for me. Like, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't dream of like potential injuries. I dream about like injuries I've had. And like I kind of relive those, and uh, like, yeah, it that that's less fun than dreaming yeah. about the actual. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Uh, could you put a child through college on the money you've spent on skateboarding? Oh gosh, man, that's a good question. Um, like, not Ivy League, clearly, but uh, <laughs> like I, I'd like to think like a pretty decent private liberal arts college in the Northeast. Okay, <laughs> like no, I uh, maybe. 
Maybe. Okay, so, if the kid was like good at something and got a partial scholarship, <laughs> you could partial scholarship yeah. a kid. Mm-hmm. All right, so you, for a while there, you had uh, you were getting stuff from the companies. Mm-hmm. How much do you spend now when you are doing it? You're just doing it for love now. Yeah, you're I, not trying well, to get anything out of it. It's just love, no. right? I mean, I'm I'm in that lucky position of being like a skateboard like quote veteran, right? Like, yeah, where I have friends that run companies that give me stuff like yesterday my friends gave me a new set of trucks or like okay. another friend sent, works for a shoe company and sends me a box of shoes and i myself i make skateboards every couple of months i make a big batch of skateboards just to give to my friends okay when you say make a batch of skateboards is this oh. the deck i don't want yeah the deck i mean i don't hand carve them I, they're not carved they're molded but uh i uh i just there's a wood shop that i know of in alabama okay and I call them up and send them a graphic and, like, send them <laughs> some money, and they make a bunch of skateboards for me. That's awesome. And I, it's just my way of staying involved in skateboarding. Like, I try to sell them a little bit, like, to skate shops that I know. Okay. But not to make money, just to kind of pay for the board, so I have them to give to my friends. Yeah. It's just, it's honestly, it's, like, I don't think anybody is involved in skateboarding at, like, my age who doesn't in some way try to give back a little bit. Yeah. And, I mean, it's given me, like, a lot. It's, I, I feel I'm indebted to skateboarding for not just the skateboarding, but everything. Yeah. And well, that's so, cool like, to hear about like that means of expression. Because I think a lot of people say that about a lot of things, that it's a means of expression. But it's cool to hear like this very concrete, specific way of like, I'm still designing boards. It's aesthetic. It's, you're creating yeah, art it, and giving it I mean, to it other get, people. It's partly giving, giving it back. Like having, like I have tons of friends who are, skateboarders that are you know in their late 30s or 40s or older and nobody like i mean everybody wants a skateboard you know like everybody like i i I just i want to make something and give it to my friend to keep him or her skateboarding yeah and if i can engage some other sort of artistic impulse and like make a dumb drawing and put it on a skateboard and like it doesn't cost me too much money and i sell a couple and it keeps the whole thing afloat yeah that's great awesome awesome when people walk into your home can they tell you're obsessed with skateboarding uh, you mean someone I've never met? Like yeah, like, well, just... if I, you know, I haven't been to your home. Yeah. If I came into your well, home. I mean, you, you and Sarah invited anytime. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. If we walked in, would it would it be obvious that, like, this guy's life is about skateboarding? I are mean, there skateboards on the wall? Are there books out there on the coffee table? skateboards on some walls. Like, it's not okay. that. I, I mean, I do, I do live with my fiance, and she, like, she wouldn't let me put skateboards in the living room. And okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know, like, I know it doesn't need to be super pervasive, even though I think about it 24 hours a day. Yeah. It doesn't need to, like, in, it, it sort of infect every aspect of our lives. <laughs> but, like, you go into my little office in the house, and there's skateboards on the wall. Like, my friend's skateboards. Okay. You know, and they're on the wall. Or, like, there's a print by a skateboarder I love hanging on the wall. You okay. Know? Or um, I have a book, you know, like, uh, my friend... John Maring, who's a super talented photographer, just published a book with National Geographic about skateboarding all over the world. And, like, that's on our coffee table. Yeah, that's and, fucking great. Yeah, so, I mean, it wouldn't be, like, at first glance, you wouldn't walk in and be like, oh, this is a skate house where, like, skate adults live. Right. But you would walk in and, like, with a little sleuthing, you'd say, oh, skate Right. But, like, Watson-level sleuthing, not Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it's pretty elementary-level sleuthing. <laughs> like, you see the book and you see, like, a pr- like oh, that guy's oh, gay. Hey, yeah. Ah, cool. <laughs> awesome. Would you, uh, I know you're engaged now, but would you break up with someone who hates skateboarding? Or have you? Oh, yeah. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, it, like, I mean, I don't even know, like, if it's, like, 
I think we've all been in that position, and by we all, I mean like over the hill skateboarders who've tried to make a go of it. Yeah, like where someone, some like relationship. I don't want to say like life partner because like you wouldn't get into a relationship with somebody that didn't like skateboarding yeah. or didn't tolerate it or didn't understand. Yeah, your need for it. But like there have been like short lived relationships, you know, where like a, a woman, a girl has said to me. Like, it's, oh, you love that skateboard more than you love me? I'm like, well, maybe I do. You know, like, I'm, this isn't working out. And I choose skateboarding. Like, yeah. don't, don't make me choose. Yeah. Because all day, every day, it's going to be it's gonna be skateboarding. And if you don't get that and carve out room for that, like, we shouldn't be in a relationship. Yeah. And you've been in that experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've broken up with a girl because she didn't like Van Halen. Like, that's <laughs> fucking weird. Like, I, I'm sure I have relationship issues and all sorts of intimacy fucking problems. But, like... Yeah, like the Van Halen one was like, I don't know, I just got up on the wrong side of the bed that morning. She yeah. was like, you seriously listening to Diver now? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I like asking that question. I don't always ask that one, but I like asking that one because it is interesting to me. The things that we obsess over that are essential, that like I couldn't possibly be with this person if yeah. they didn't accept that this thing is such a, it's such a huge part of me. It's like them rejecting me if they reject the thing. Oh. I agree wholeheartedly. Like, yeah. I mean, the the words you just used, essential. Like, I think about that word. Yeah. Like, I um, I don't want to like go off on this tangent in the middle go of questions, it. but like, this actually is something very close to my heart. Um, I was in a really bad motorcycle accident five years ago. Okay. And I lost my foot, and uh, it was sewn back on, reattached by an incredibly talented surgeon at Cedar Sinai. Like literally, yeah. you and your foot were two different things. Brought it was brought in on a tiny gurney. And, wow. uh, but, um, man, I like in that recovery process and healing and like my doctor told me like, Hey, you're, you're never going to walk again. You're going to, you know, yeah. like, and, and like my prognosis, like from day to day it improved, but like I had to come to terms f- again from day to day with thinking like, I'm not going to walk again. Oh, I'm not going to skateboard again. Like that was my second thought. I remember yeah. the last thing I said before they put me into a medically induced coma was, I'm a skateboarder. You have to save my foot. Yeah. Like I remember that clear as a bell. And the essential aspect of that is like, I didn't want to like what I was going through recovery and like therapy and getting, learning how to walk. And, um, I kept thinking to myself that, uh, or thinking to yourself, that's not expression. Isn't it? it? Who are you going to fucking think to? (laughs) I kept thinking to myself, um, that like, it would be awful if this were taken away from me. Yeah. And I have a friend, like a, a good buddy who got sick uh, 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 and he couldn't skate anymore. Okay. And he, he found that outlet somewhere else and I respect him for it. And I love him for it. And I like, he is, even though he hasn't been on a skateboard in 10 years, he is still like through and through a skateboarder. Cause okay. that's a way of looking at the world. It's not, um, it's not like I know tons of skateboarders who don't like own a skateboard right now. You yeah. Know? Like, and that, that being a skateboarder isn't contingent upon like the act necessarily, especially if you can't do it anymore. And I think I would have, if I had never been able to skate again, I would have come to terms with it somehow. Yeah. But the fact is like, whether or not, or however it transpired, however it played out that I learned to skate again or that I didn't, it's the important part for me was in answering your question is like, this is a part of who I am and I can't separate myself from it. Right. So even if I don't ever manage to skate again, I will still look at the world through the eyes of a skateboarder. Right. Would you search for, like, if you hadn't got back to the place with your foot reattachment, which is amazing, Thank you. to the point where 
you could still skateboard, would you have said, I got to find a way to skateboard without being on a skateboard? Yeah, like, absolutely. what would have that been? Like, my friend Lee, who's the he's fucking one of the most amazing human beings I've ever met, he uh, rides motorcycles. And, like, okay. we both ride motorcycles together. And he told me, before my accident even, he told me the feeling he gets riding around on old choppers. Yeah. Which is what we ride old bikes, you know? Okay. Like, is the same feeling he gets standing with his friends at the top of a steep hill and riding down together. Okay. It's that same feeling. And like, there's this guy, John Cardiel, who is a legendary pro skateboarder, maybe the most amazing guy to ever ride a skateboard. Maybe. Yeah. And um, he broke his back in 2003 Ooh. in a freak accident. And he was hospitalized in Australia. And they said, you're not going to ever walk again. And he told the doctor, fuck you, I'm walking out of here. Yeah. And he, he left there and he can kind of skateboard again like he okay, can't wow. really like but what he does and, he, and but he like he called me like when i was getting out of the hospital and that changed my whole outlook like he just told me like no matter what happens you can do it and it just means life i guess yeah right but he rides bikes he races bicycles okay and he's incredible at it and this is a guy that was hospitalized with a broken spine yeah and his skateboarding right he's still a skateboarder he's still a more of a skateboarder than 99% of people who are skateboarding right now. Yeah. It's your way of looking at the world, your way of navigating. Okay. And yeah, I would have found that. That's awesome. Uh, so I, I'm tangent from my own Please. questions. But yes. what, after you got to walking again, what was that like the first moment you got back on a skateboard after having that was, traumatic of an injury? It was fucking terrifying. Okay. My, uh, my, my friend Foz, who... Uh, uh, he lives here in LA as well. And it was about, oh gosh, I'd say about like 14, 15 months after my accident. Okay. And he called me up one day and like, I, I, I kind of like told him how much this means to me, you yeah. know, but like he called me up one day and said, today's the day. And I was like, well, what? He's like, I, your doctor says you can try. So today's the day, like quit putting it off. Yeah. And I was like in a cold sweat. He came, picked me up and like, picked me up at my house we put like our, my board in the car and we drove to a parking lot. Yeah. Like not to do, like just. Not a bowl. No, just yeah. a parking lot. And he goes, all right, man, get out there and push. And I was absolutely terrified. Yeah. Because I didn't know how I was going to go. I didn't know if I could have my, would have my balance. I didn't know. That sense like, memory, I, I didn't, yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't know if I was going to fall and like fuck up my foot again. Yeah. I, like all these doubts and all this terrible shit was running through my head. And there's my buddy who, like, like one of my best friends, he just looks at me and says, like, yeah, you can do this. Yeah. Just take it easy and just give it a push. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I honest to God, like, I cried a little bit. Like, yeah. Just pushing around on a skateboard after me. I, I mean, I was in the ICU for a month. For a month yeah. And, like, and, like, everyone thought, like, everyone thought I was going to die, like, when a doc, like I, at the risk of you know dra dra overly dramatizing yeah. this whole thing, the doctors told like my now fiance like, hey, come to the hospital now because he's gonna die. Mm. And my mom and my brother got on a plane and were there the next day. And and like again, I don't want to be overly emotional about this, but uh, it it was weird and rough and amazing and like all in all like being in that accident i think made me a better person yeah because i have more empathy now and i try to be kinder i hope yeah and which is like the big takeaway from all this like be kind to people because you might get hit by a car <laughs> and yeah. um but like getting back on that skateboard was like 
one of the top five moments of my life. Yeah. Like it was, and, and my brother even like when, when I told him that story, then I, like that night he said like, dude, what a privilege, right? Like you get to learn and do it all over again. Oh, that's a great and, like, way to look cool at it, right? What a cool thing to say, right? Like my brother is an amazing dude and he, uh, and, he, and he's a super talented chef, I should say. I'm very proud of him. Sorry, to, I don't want to plug no. anything. But like, <laughs> he, uh, he also, we grew up skateboarding together. And he was way better than me until he just quit skateboarding one day. He just kind of was yeah, over was it. Like... And, um, but he just told me, like, what, a, what an honor and a privilege. Like, you get to do it all over again. Like, no one, I'm, you know, like, people who've just been skating the whole time, like, they've been kick flipping this whole time. And <laughs> you get to, like, figure out if and when and how you can do that again. And that yeah. is very cool. Well, that's really awesome. Man, I feel like a, a jackass with my help. So sorry, questions. Uh, Keep that. going, man. Hit, really? hit me. Hit <laughs> <All right>. me. <laughs> Would you fight with a stranger about skateboarding? I have, man. I have to tell you this whole story about these guys in New York yeah. when I was a kid, like beating us up with baseball bats. Like I've absolutely fought with strangers. Well, so did the bullies come after you or did you, were you flagrant like, Hey, asshole, I know you don't like skateboarding. I'm going to skateboard in your face. Who tap dances on the landmine of gnarly-ass muscular bullies. Nobody did. <laughs> what kind of question is that, Joseph? No, it, um, these guys would come after us. Cause, yeah. like, let's beat up the skater fags. Yeah. And that's how, and like, I, and since then, I mean, I'm not proud of it. I don't think violence is great. I think yeah. it's kind of deplorable, but um, I've been in lots of fights, Yeah, you know, and um, many of those fights have been like w- with like people who... I picked a fight with a group of skateboarders or with a skateboarder right. or, and like, and I mean, shit, the, like, again, that weird sort of, uh, again, sorry, tangent. When I was talking about skateboarding, not being popular when I was a kid, like I can pinpoint the day on the calendar in 1994 when skateboarding got popular. Oh, really? And I was in high school, like a, I was like a junior in high school and a jock that had beaten me up the year before shows up wearing skate shoes and says to, like in high school, he says to me, Andreas, like, whoa, I never realized how cool you were. Wow. And like a girl suddenly wants to go on a date with me. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and, but like that, like the, the relationship there was like pure antagonism from them. Yeah. Until that day. In that day, suddenly everything changed. Like suddenly it changed. And like, I'm not saying like I was getting laid up and down the street following that day. I'm just saying like, yeah, I wasn't bullied anymore. And suddenly the music I listened to wasn't, you know, like, yeah, I mean, it, I suddenly wasn't a pariah. Right. You know, yeah. But like, I've definitely gotten into fights with strangers because of skateboarding. For okay. sure. Cool. So, <laughs> and fighting's not cool, kids. <laughs> but just on a verbal level. Let's say you're something real mundane. You're at Ralph's buying groceries and somebody behind you in line to like buy groceries is like, ah, oh, skateboarding is so stupid. It's worthless. Not would you referring like engage, to me? Yeah. If or you just, just overheard it, would you engage a stranger or would you just let them stew in their ignorance? I mean, gosh, that's, that's an interesting like thought experiment yeah. right there. Like how uh, confrontational do I want to be? Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I just... I don't want to be this antagonistic yeah. person anymore. Or not that I ever wanted to be that way, but like I have been. If I'm standing in line, okay, let's flesh out the scenario. I'm standing in <laughs> Here's line. Here's the writer part. The writer about, skateboards. This is what we're doing. You and I right now. We're, we're workshopping this. Um, I'm in line by myself. Yeah. I've got what? A loaf of bread and a dozen eggs? Yeah. And it's just the end of the night heading home. Yep. And who is behind me? Who is the person saying this? Uh, let's say it's like just... Some middle-aged, nerdy-looking guy. 
like computer programmer nerdy and he's just like, like fucking you know, skateboarders. You know, when, I, when I say nerdy, I think I mean square. Like just okay. like somebody who you think like, oh. A random square. Yeah. He and thinks he's the best to, sitcom is Big Bang Theory. Like oh, that kind okay. of. Talking to a compatriot? Like yeah. He's, he's, okay. Uh, I'm like. I would like give him the Steve Martin from the jerk line. Like you, sir are talking to a skateboarder. Like, like I would do that. But I don't know, man. Like I honestly, I don't know. No, like, I understand what you're saying. Of, I would like, let this dude stew in his weird bias. Yeah. Or like what? Like skateboarders have been like skating a spot in front of his house and they kept him up all night and his kid is crying. Yeah. You don't know the rest of his story. I don't story. know the story either. Yeah. Like, honestly, man, I don't know. Like I, I go back to that, that David Foster Wallace essay on like empathy of like this yeah. woman is in line at the grocery store yelling at the checkout clerk, but you don't know that her husband is at home dying of cancer and she's had like an hour off from her job all week caring for it. You know, like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Like my instinct would be to say to this guy, like, Hey, man, I think you're all wrong about skateboarding. Right, to sort of try to say it in a friendly, conversational way well, instead of like... fucking yeah. punch a guy in the grocery store. <laughs> I would wait till he walked outside, then hit him with a sock full of quarters, is what I would do. Right. No, but I, I, would, I think I would say, like, you, you got a bias. We all have biases that yeah. are ingrained in us for whatever fucking reason. And, like, also, skateboarding is a big middle finger to polite society, so fuck you, nerd. I would do that. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's it. That's my answer. I mean, that's interesting, though, because I feel like what your true answer is that skateboarding, when you started, was a middle finger to society. And it still should society. be. It still should be. But now you you are trying to figure out how to have a middle finger to society while also having lots of empathy. Well, which I mean, I think is they're, not mutually, good exclu- and they're not mutually exclusive, cause. I don't think. Like, I, I think we can still kind of hold up a mirror, or not necessarily a mirror, like skateboarding's not that pure, whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm... I, I still think we can be in a way antagonistic because skateboarding is contingent upon being in a way parasitic. Okay. Like we're parasites. We thrive on repurposing and reinterpreting the public space. Right. Like a set okay. of stairs, a handrail, X, Y, Z, right? Like we, we thrive on that. We need it. Like yeah. we're reactionary in that way. Right. Like we react to the train in front of us. And like, we need that. Like skateboarding without security guards would be too easy like <laughs> i i have i have a run it like just yesterday for instance yeah. i you know told a security guard to get the fuck away from because we're skating the spot at eight in the morning which i do on sunday mornings i go to the spot with my friends yeah we drink coffee and skate and the security guard tries to chase <laughs> us out and it's like i've been doing this for fucking 25 30 years now and i just finally want to like enough dude i'm adult i'm not gonna run away i'm just gonna keep skating yeah and i'm an antagonist towards this person because this person is telling me I can't do something totally harmless in a parking lot at 8 a.m. on a Sunday. Right. But a person in a in a in a sh- in a supermarket where he just has the wrong idea, like right. You how- know the security guard's story. Well, I know. I don't know Up his story. He, he needs a job, and he's making twelve fifty an hour, and he's got to support his grandma and his wife and yeah. his kids. And I don't know his story. I don't know the specifics, and I want to empathize, of course, but. He is directly sort of like <laughs> harshing my fucking shit. Dude. Okay, like okay, that's a good distinction. Yeah. Yes, yeah, because the, uh, the person so in the so at Ralph's him. is not actually. Yeah, and like I'll let this dude like 
Keith in line at the Ralphs. <laughs> like, I don't need to like get in his face and tell him he's a, he's a wrong asshole. Okay. Like, I just maybe like let it go, or just say, "Hey, man, I'm a skateboarder. I'm not all bad." But yeah. then you invite that same type of conversation where you say to your shitty uncle at Thanksgiving, like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Obamacare's pretty good." Yeah. Like it's the and same like, thing. Well, but now they're going to retaliate. Exactly. And never going to fight anyway. So yeah. you know, pick your battles. I guess is this, is like is the Ralph's checkout line the hill I want to die on? <laughs> like I don't I don't think so. Man. That's a good pull quote for the episode for sure. <laughs> so if a bear broken. <laughs> your home <laughs> sorry <laughs> no it's great a bear broke into your home and he stole your favorite skateboard would you chase after the bear fuck no that's an insane <laughs> question man like skateboards that's insane joseph like i respect that you're asking me that but yeah. like no like the skateboard itself the it's object not the object, object yeah. right like it's yeah. not it's it's not skateboarding and i can get a new one Right. I don't need to endanger my life. Is it a wait? Is it a black bear? A grizzly? I don't know. Is yeah, it, it's a big scary bear. Okay. Whatever you find, not be like big some and scary. Pussy ass bear that I can punch in the face and say, no. "You've got the wrong idea about skateboards, bear." Like, no, it's. Uh, I would absolutely let him or her go with that skateboard yeah, and hope they find happiness with it, man. Like, I, like it's a big world. That bear's just trying to rebel against bear culture. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, dad. <laughs> but that is really essential. Uh, it, it, I, I ask these questions to get like a gauge on the obsession level, but also the differences in obsessions. And that's really cool mm-hmm. to know that like, as much as the actual physical object is important, everything you've said about like, mm-hmm. well, we design new ones, we break them, we get new ones. It's not about mm-hmm. the object. Well, you can't skateboard without, in a way, knowing the object is dispensable. Yeah. Like skateboarding is the act of breaking. Okay. Right? Like, and you look at a, okay, it's like this Ernest Hemingway quote that's super fucking cliche about skateboarding, which is like, would you, and I'm paraphrasing yeah. clearly because we are in the act of drinking beer, <laughs> qua yeah. drinking, you know, um, and, the, and the, the paraphrase of the Hemingway is like, in the act of doing, right, like in writing and living and seeing, like your pencil gets dulled and bent and everything, yeah. and you have to sharpen it and take it to the whetstone again. But like, wouldn't you rather have this used up, bent, crooked pencil knowing you'd had something to say than having the pencil sit like bright and shining and unused in a closet somewhere? Yeah. And so like the act of itself is an inherently a destructive act. Yeah. To of skateboarding. And like you realize that. Like I remember being a kid thinking like, oh, my skateboard would be brand new. I'm a nerd. You know? Like, yeah. But... Honestly, like the the real most true expression of a skateboard is one that's thrashed from use. Yeah, because skateboarding isn't that object. Skateboarding is this intangible, fucking evanescent. Sorry for you. I, I hate words. I'm sorry, but like um, <laughs> it's, a torture it's this to be a thing. It's this. It's a thing that you cannot pinpoint. That you cannot pin down in a book like a butterfly. Like it's it happens in time. Yeah, it's movement. And even a photograph of it doesn't do it justice. It's it's a thing that I've done. It's like listening to a song rather than looking at a picture. Yeah. You can't, like, I can't look at a song, yeah. right? Like, much like that bear stolen skateboard is not skateboarding. <laughs> yeah. It's just an object that a bear has. I ask everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. What noise can you make to sum up oh your obsession with skateboarding? Is it... A noise that in some way has to emulate the act of skateboarding, or no, just whatever, I, I can be metaphorical you with this. Yeah, metaphorical. Okay, yeah. metaphorically, the the noise is yeah, <laughs> which great. is like the noise when your friend does a rad trick. When oh, the, when, it's it's what you scream when you see someone that's been trying a trick makes it. 
it doesn't have to be rad. It can be like depending on your skill level. Like yeah. somebody that's been struggling with something or does something unexpected and rad. Like when that person hits it, it's the feeling of just fucking nailing. It's it. that pure feeling of stoke. Like that's the word for it. Like okay. I'm sorry to sound like fucking Corey Webster and thrashing <laughs> here, but like stoke is a real thing, and like you're stoked because you're sharing this fellowship. Yeah. And that is what skateboarding is. Like the purest thing is like being out there with your friends and doing it together and fellowshipping. Sorry to like, this is feels like a, uh, no, we're going in a different direction, but it's, yeah, it's a communal activity as much as it is a solitary thing. It's a communal thing. Yeah. And the purest form of skateboard, not that there's any one form purer than any other. And also, not that I'm an expert on any of this shit. I just have opinions. Absolutely. This is your obsession. I just have opinions. And my opinion is there's no place I'd rather be. Barring, of course, with the woman I love. But um, <laughs> no, uh, there's no place I'd rather be than like skating with my friends. And like one of us, whether it's me or someone else, like does the thing they were trying. Yeah. And everyone else goes, yeah! Like, yeah, that's, that's great. That's the best part. Yeah, that's awesome. So I have people rate their obsessions. So on a scale of one to seven, just because I like seven, uh, seven being the highest, one being the lowest, how obsessed are you? Oh God! Like, like I want to parse this so bad. Parse away. <laughs> um, like I want to say seven, right? Like I want to, yeah. like I want to be here and, but like, I haven't let it ruin my life. Yeah, you know, like, or maybe I have, but like, there are people that like, I remember being twenty six, twenty five, and thinking like, oh yeah, I'm still gonna be pro. It's still gonna happen for me. Yeah. And then one day I woke up and it didn't. You know, and yeah. I realized like. Better go back to college. Better start thinking about grad school because, <laughs> like, you're going to be 30 before long. Yeah. You're going to be 40 before long. And, like, so, like, I pulled back. Yeah. And I realized there's other stuff, but it wouldn't make me any less of a skateboarder. Yeah. So, like, I realized, like, I could easily have let it ruin my fucking life. I could have gotten, I could have, like, gotten a menial job in a bar back or something and just yeah. kept skateboarding every single day, eight hours a day. Yeah. But... Nobody's a hundred percent skateboarder. Like this is a big thing in the skateboard world. Like hundred percent skateboarder. Oh, and like not true. So like Jay Adams is like this fucking dead legendary skateboarder that was a crazy Nazi and asshole. Okay. And he was all about hundred percent skateboard. That's what you got to do. And uh, I've seen you eat a sandwich, man. You're at least like one percent sandwich enjoyer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like yeah. you're at ninety nine percent, and like right. the, the percentages keep going lower. Right. And so, like, because you sleep a couple hours a day, so, like, that knocks a couple more points off. <laughs> and, yeah, X, Y, and Z there. But, like, how obsessed am I out of seven, a possible seven? Six. Yeah. I think that's a good number because it's, it seems like it matches your philosophy of <laughs> it is a state of mind. Mm-hmm. And, but you have places where you stop. Yeah. Because but also, it doesn't, the state of mind is great, but the state of mind isn't proper in this moment or isn't going to help you isn't going to be blissful in this moment so let's leave it here i mean there's like knowing when to pull back is a big deal yeah and i'm not saying hold back when you're doing something but knowing when to not you know like like and i like i i still think skateboarding like you just said it's it's a state of being a state of mind it's a life and like when i write i do it as a skateboarder with like i i like to think so and at the risk of sounding like i'm fucking up my own ass (laughs) but like Everything I've learned from skateboarding, like, has informed my tastes and choices in art and writing and music and yeah. like, conspicuous consumption, however you want to parse that one. But like, some of the smartest people I know are skateboarders, and they apply that in their in their world in their, yeah. in their sort of realm of expertise. 
you know like i have a friend who is uh, like is a phd in urban planning yeah he's a skateboarder like what better that makes perfect sense what, right what, what more perfect expression right of skateboarding yeah. than doing that or like when i when i like i read a story or like i mean spike jones he's a skateboarder the guy's an oscar winner he makes films like a skateboarder makes films because he's a skateboarder. He owns a skateboard company. Okay, damn. You know, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, Brad Anthony Johnston like runs the creative writing program at Harvard. Is a skateboarder. You know, like there's all these things that like you can do that are not skateboarding, but like are. Yeah. If you approach it from that direction, like as a skateboarder, that's all. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Um. I want to get on to plugs. Do you have yeah. anything that you want to plug? I want you to tell people where to find you on social media because you are a social media warrior. What does that mean? That we, your fight with that Republican oh, was epic and great <laughs> and seems like the spirit of skateboarding to me. It is. I don't know, man. I I think social media is a weird thing. It is and, a weird thing. And it's I say that as a gift like, and a curse. It is. You're right. And I mean, you're good at it. You're like verified. I try. And I, I think that, like, that's admirable because, like, it, it means you stand behind your views. You stand behind your shit. Yeah. Right? And that's fucking, that's a big deal because we live in a world of anonymous Russian assholes, you know? <laughs> but, like, my, my, my fiance, Brooke, who uh, is, the, like, just a wonderful, incredibly caring human being, she doesn't. Yeah. Not, not that she doesn't stand behind what she said. No, she doesn't. She doesn't do it. Media. She doesn't do it at all, man. It's understandable. Like, like she like disparages me sometimes for checking Twitter or like like putting something essentially private on Instagram. You know, like yeah. and I and I and like I get that. I get her criticism of it, which is that like wh- why why do all this? Why share this voluntarily like with people that you don't know? Yeah. But also like my point is in sharing some things. It's that I want to see the successes of my friends. And if there's people that I'm good friends with who live in Berlin and I don't see, but yeah. once every few years, like, I want to know. And, like, that's a great avenue. But, like, the social media thing like this specifically, what I find great about it is, like, it's a, a democratic thing. Yeah. Essentially. Which is, that, and if there's, like, some fucking alt-right blogger piece of garbage human being <laughs> that is posting lies and propaganda. Yeah. I, as like some idiot with 500 Twitter followers, who I love every one of, but no, uh, it, it, like I can, yeah. I can say to the guy like, your head's up your ass. I fucking think you're reprehensible. And then this asshole challenges me to a debate and I say, cool, let's do it on my dime. Anytime, anywhere, I'll debate you. And then he backs out. Like, I don't know. I feel like... It was great. Well, thank you. Because I, like, I hadn't really... He hadn't been on my radar. There are so many assholes out there. Oh, this yeah. guy hadn't been on my radar. You put him <laughs> on my radar as somebody like, well, I should be aware of this person and when I can and how I can, I should speak against this person. Yeah. And But also just like exposing... Uh, you so successfully exposed like the just sort of the weakness of some of these positions. Where there's so much from, uh, in my opinion, the alt-right in particular, that claims it's about strength. They're not going to be weak against anything. And then, like you said, you're you're a dude. He doesn't know who you are. And you're like, come debate me. I'll pay for it. And at first, there's bravado. And then, of course, he fucking crumbles. Oh, man. So it's like you just exposed very successfully, very quickly across multiple social media (laughs) platforms how quickly that bullshit cowboy 
argument of bravado that they are using to convince people to get on board with their authoritarian strength idea is bullshit. They're not strong. They're not willing to actually stand up for any of the shit they're yelling about. Well, I mean, maybe that goes back. I mean, thank you for saying all that. Like, yeah. Because I think we can all do it. It's all accessible to us to tell them, like, you're contra to facts and contra to morality. Yeah. And go fuck yourself. But yeah. Also, I think it goes back to, like, maybe having been bullied as a young kid skateboarding. Yeah. Like, there's that, that adage, or not adage, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what you want to call it. But that thing about, like, standing up to a bully and calling that bully out. And, like, as soon as they're challenged, they stop. I'm not sure that's necessarily true. Sometimes with, it works. With other times the bully just bullies are going to punch yeah. you in the face. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. There's never there's never a bad time to stand up for the dignity and rights of other people. Yeah. And regardless of whether my platform is really small or not, like I don't, I don't like people trying to rob other people of their dignity. Yeah. And if I can do some small thing to tell someone that I, as some rando dude, I'm, I'm not going to stand for it. Yeah. Then that's a benefit. And that's a, like a, a, a huge like windfall in social media. Like, yeah, like regardless of how you feel about posting photos of your dinner or like your shitty uncle's Twitter, like yeah. regardless of that, like it's democratized like avenues of communication Yeah, to where like I can say to some right wing radio host, like your ideas are awful and I'm willing to, I'm willing to debate them. Yeah. That's great. So it's your Twitter is in uh, Instagram. Instagram is just, just your name. Just me, just my name, Andreas Trolf. Awesome. It's a, it's a weird German name, Austrian. Obviously, my dad's listening. It's Austrian. So, <laughs> Not German. All right. And then, uh, obviously, once this uh, thing that we met working on is further down the line, we can plug it more. Is there anything else you want to plug? Well, watch Adult Swim, please, in 2018. Yeah. Uh, we've watch got all some, of it. We've got some fun stuff coming out. Um, I don't know. Uh, you can find my fiction around the internets if you want nice. if you like literary fiction that's sometimes funny <laughs> um if you like skateboarding you can look up good grief skateboards okay cool. um if you want uh, otherwise i'd really just i want to like plug like ideas right like yeah. if i can do that can i Absolutely. plug, ideas? plug like, an idea um get a library card read more books <laughs> visit like like botanical gardens if they have one in your town go camping more often support public parks give money to the nrdc and planned parenthood and yeah. like i want to plug just being involved and engaged i would love to plug just like yeah like being a citizen that's all like no. just be a citizen and like do your part that's and great that's all yeah and i uh i will echo, echo that <laughs> thank you sincere uh plugs and then i will say my <laughs> shitty plugs for myself quick plug for this here show you can follow me on twitter and instagram is at joseph scrimshaw you can follow obsessed podcast on twitter and facebook is at obsessed podcast you can also check out my star wars podcast feed force center and for info on upcoming shows and comedy albums and all that kind of stuff you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com in particular if you go to the live shows page you will see we've got a bunch of live obsessed coming up doing one in Minneapolis in December, and then one in San Francisco in January, so check that out on my website. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month. You get access to our monthly patron-only bonus episode where my wife Sarah and I talk about something we're obsessed with in the moment. For full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. All right, so here are final questions. Don't have anything to do with the podcast, okay. Ken, if you want, or nope. uh, your obsession. I'm in, man, I'm in. All right, 
If you could burn a word or phrase into the moon, what might it be? Holy shit. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. That, that Jesus. No, I really, like, I just didn't think you were going to ask that. No, yeah, no. Uh, um, if, uh, uh, like, for all the world to see, or actually for one hemisphere to see, one, right? For one hemisphere okay. to see, yeah. Um, gosh. You gave him. You just is, gave him passion, speeches, and ideas. Would you just want the word empathy on the moon? Well, I mean, empathy is the big one, right? And like empathy, like I, I don't know. Like y- you brought it up earlier, like tattoos, right? Like I got a tattoo that just says the word solace. Oh wow! And like, I don't know, man. Like it make, make me sound like a big ass hippie, like idiot who <laughs> like I'm fucking going to like he's going to yoga, whatever. But no, um, I don't know, man. Like just give a shit give a shit that's put that in there like that's give a shit. great like, right. i like that a lot okay because it lets it. other people determine they look up at the moon and like you're right i should give a shit oh, Sean. But and to go, whom <laughs> whom shall i give this shit to about what shall i give a yes, shit mm. and where if there was an action figure of you what accessories would you come with I won't even hit the low-hanging fruit yeah. there. I mean, obviously, a skateboard. Yeah. I realize now that um, I added that to your uh, episode. Of course, you'd have a skateboard. But I that's mean, an honest one. Of course, you would. Yeah, I would. It would. You know what? Honestly, it would. It would be a Leatherman. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Is that just because of an actual functional use of it, or is it more oh. like the symbolic, like? Well, all of it. It's both. I, I carry one all the time. Yeah. And. um I don't know. I just want to sound like one of these everyday carry nerds, but uh, no, it, like who knows what's going to happen, right? Like, yeah, I am an Eagle Scout. Okay, and uh, be prepared is the Scout motto, and say what you will about scouting or like that weird ass Trump shit from a few months ago, yeah, which I roundly dis- disdain. But um, a lot of stuff can come your way, and it's it's nice to be prepared. Yeah, yeah, to just have a tool that does anything. Or 22 well, functions. 22 functions, yeah, 20, which is pretty close to anything, I pretty, think. Just mathematically speaking, you're right. Yeah. I mean, my wife has made us an earthquake uh, kit. Oh. And it's got, it feels like a kind of a kind of Leatherman. A I've, Southern California Leatherman. <laughs> I recently bought uh, bought food kits for a year. Oh, They're what? dried food that lives in my garage. <laughs> and the problem is my garage door is, is electric. So if the power goes out, I'm fucked. But <laughs> I have one year worth of food in the garage. Is that, and is that just for like zombie apocalypse, whatever? For, for be prepared, Joseph. Be prepared. For be prepared. Be prepared. Damn. And All we right. got that and several uh, shotguns. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I know where I'm going if there are zombies. Don't. That's why we have the shotguns. <laughs> I'll get shot coming for the food stuffs. All right. The final question for everyone on the podcast is what is happiness? Long pause. <laughs> um Oh gosh. Uh it's it's honestly being able to uh do a kindness for someone, I think. Yeah. Like being around the people you love and doing something nice for them. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I think you already kind of expressed yeah. that perspective that your noise for your obsession was cheering a buddy doing an awesome yeah. thing. It's I, I think happiness is like being in a privileged position where you can do something kind for someone. Yeah. That's a great answer. Thank All you so much for doing the podcast. Joseph, thank you for having me. This has been a pleasure. Yeah, and thank you for bringing the beers. Yeah. Which we objectively drank. We did. No <laughs> denying that. Thank you very much. That is our podcast. 
You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. One of my favorite tricks in skateboarding is the ollie. It's the most important trick. It's the basis of everything else. And it was invented by this guy, Alan Gelfand. His nickname was Ollie. And it's just the act of jumping in the air with the board on your feet without grabbing it. And almost every other trick stems from that. And uh, it's the basis, like the, it, you know, it's the Rosetta Stone of skateboarding.